Hello guys, welcome to Latino Vegano, and I'm your host, Roger. And you guys know I love talking about veganism from all angles, from a Latin perspective, right? And for today, I have such amazing and special guest, Ella Majors. With 25 years as an ethical vegan under her belt, Sexy Fit Vegan founder Ella Majors, MSW, strives to empower people to build a plants from body, mind, and heart for life. Ella's passion for veganism and fitness led the way for her to win first place in the bikini division at the Fame Fitness World Championships. She was named among the Shape Magazine's 50 Hottest Trainers in America and Trainer of the Month on Bodybuilding.com. Ella is a published author and speaker, and she earned her master's degree in social work and eating disorder recovery coach certification to further her coaching skills. After healing from her own internal struggle, Ella founded the Vegan Fitness Coach Academy to help people align their actions with their values, develop a healthy relationship with food and their bodies, and create a joyful and meaningful vegan lifestyle they love. Great conversation, a lot of information. So without further ado, Ella. Latinoyvegano.com that no so so let's talk about you've been vegan for 25 years yeah uh, right? i've been no i've been yes i oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh yes i just turned 40 so yeah i was 15 so you yes just 25 turned 40? Years. You yes look like you look like 30 girls so you know <laughs> you know i've been vegan for about 19 years so yeah. So I want to know if it was a struggle for me 18, 19 years ago, how was 25 years ago as a vegan? Yeah, you know, it's, it's so funny because I don't, I didn't, I didn't really think about it that much. Um, yeah. You know, when you're doing it for the animals, it's not, I mean, you know, I tell people that it was, it's, it was positive and negative, negative because there weren't a lot of options and it was hard to go out to eat, but positive in the fact that I had to eat whole foods. Like I didn't mm. have a choice. You know what I mean? There was no vegan cheese, no vegan, you know, the vegan meat was awful. Um, and there was, it was few and far between. So, I mean, you just, you didn't think twice about it. Cause so I didn't have to really watch what I ate because my choices were beans and vegetables and nuts. It was all whole foods. So it was a blessing, you know, kind of a blessing in disguise. Um, but I was so focused on the animal right scene at that point that I didn't care about, you know, I, like the food was just, just food. It was just yeah. nourishment, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that shifted when I, when I went to work in the fitness industry, but uh -huh. when I first went vegan, it was really like, I'm, I'm not thinking about the food. I'm thinking about, letting everybody know what's going on because nobody knows, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And I always, and I always feel like if, if your why is too strong, it's kind of hard for you to deviate your, your mission because yeah. it's always going to be that, that reason. Same way with me, I turned vegan because of the animal. It, it, there was no brainer. It's like I, I'm waking up and I'm up and I'm vegan. So it's not like I'm second guessing myself because my 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 belief system is so strong that there's there's no other way, right? I'm not, yeah. I'm not hesitant of, of oh should I eat this should I eat not? So if it, if I only had to eat bananas all day, yeah. <laughs> let, let it be. Do what you got to do. 
<laughs> I was just listening this morning to your uh, episode with Vanessa, which was yeah. awesome. Yeah, right. I love it. I uh, I know Vanessa not not really well, but it was a great episode. I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, she she's she's awesome. Yeah, I, I met Vanessa a while back, and and we've been friends since. So it was it was it was great. Yeah, amazing. <clears throat> Tell me a little bit about how how you got into the fitness industry, because uh, it would be nice to to understand that transition, how that happened. Uh, yeah. So. I was always into sports since the time I was five, um, you know, uh, gymnastics, swimming, volleyball, uh, taekwondo, you know, all the sports. And then so in college, I, I didn't play any sports, but I went um, into the gym and became a gym rat and got pretty serious in the gym. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my first job was in fitness. And then I started, then I moved to Miami, started running health clubs, doing personal training, building my, building my own personal training business. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's that's where I got into it. I did do one competition just to, you know, prove that it could be done back then. Um, so I did win, win the bikini division in the Fame World Championships. So that was cool. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> fitness. I just, I did it for, you know, 12 years. I'm not told, I'm kind of getting back into it now. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm always into fitness, but I've been focused more on the mindset um, piece of things for the last four years. Mm -hmm. And now I think I'm ready. I needed a little break from, you know, talking about burpees and with lifting weights. I like, I need a little break. I needed to go into the mind. Um, but now I'm ready to kind of put it all together. So the last four years I've been leading with the mind and doing the transformations with people from mm. the mindset out. And then uh, now I think I'm ready to combine them and to start working with people. Cause I've been working up until now with people with pretty serious disordered eating mm. and body image issues. Um, so I, you don't, you know, you, you want to not count macros and, and not that I'm going to do that now, but you just want to focus on building a healthy relationship with food. So it wasn't so much about the fitness or the food. Um, but now I'm going to work. Now I'm opening it up to work with people that aren't have quite so serious of issues, eating disorders and things um, so that we can then now like kind of hit it hard, get some results on the outside, but then do the mindset work that you need to sustain it. Uh, so that's what I'm all about now. Yeah, I, I actually like that approach, uh, and I don't I don't think a lot of people realize that transformation starts from your mind. If, if, even even if we talk from a vegan standpoint, you I mean once once you figure it out, and once you understand, and once you once you get it, <laughs> or once you awake, or, or, or however you want to name it, phrase it, then everything's triggered down. Then your body will follow through, and everything will will, will work the same way. So with that note, I wanted to ask you, you talk about a lot about building a plant, strong body, heart, and mindful life. And goes with, uh, with what we're just talking about. Can you elaborate a little bit more about that? What do you mean with that? And then for life? Yes, yeah. So I'm really about helping people kind of connect with their why and connect with uh, their values. Uh, most people do say they love animals. They're just so disconnected. So, you know, the, the feeling that you get when you are able to put those together and start to align how you live with the things you really care about and that are important. Um, it's just, it's like this feeling that's 
I don't know how to quite describe it, but you know what I'm talking about. It's just a, it's a really beautiful feeling and life changes when you start, um, when, when you become in, in line and not just with animals, but with the planet, um, but also with yourself and being in line with our value of, of being healthy, um, not just physically, but also mentally and emotionally. So I think all the pieces need to be there for us to to feel that wholeness that's already there, but we just are disconnected from it um, in such in such ways that that it affects us in every way, and that's where disordered eating comes from, self sabotage, you know, all of these these things that cause people to end up unhealthy and sick. Um, when we can put all those pieces together, not just it's you know it's just not a, just about the food. It's so many, it's so much bigger than the food. And I think we want to concentrate on the food and the exercise because they're tangible, you know, that, but I always say that's, that's the easy part. I mean, that's the easy part. Let's the mind, the mental stuff, the emotional work, that's, that's the tough stuff, but that's, what's going to create uh, a lifestyle, you know, that's going to create long-term results, not just quick fixes because quick fixes are temporary fixes. We like to say. Right. I like that one. So that's uh, so that's basically something that you as a transformation coach uh, focus on. Yes. Okay. So with that note, what is the difference between a personal trainer and a transformation coach? Can can you elaborate a little bit on those terms? Yeah, just a personal trainer is basically uh, I mean the role of the job is the fitness part, is the mm-hmm. physical part. Um, I think in general, you know, we see the before and after pictures from personal trainers. And what I always talk about is we see them right after they've done all this intense, unsustainable, you know, work in the gym and with food being super strict. And we see them, you know, right away. But 80% of, of women will gain all that weight back that they lost and then some. Uh, because they don't have all the pieces of the puzzle put together. Uh, so I say it's always, you know, it's great. And people are so happy and they're like, you know, skinny in their bikinis. Um, but we don't see them now, you know, six months down the road or, or five years down the road. And so it's really, I mean, it's it's false advertising in a way. Not that it's intentional, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, so so a transformational coach, you just have to look at the big picture. You've got to put all the all the puzzle pieces together um, in order to truly transform. Because once you do a transformation, it's about reprogramming and re, re rewiring your mind. Um, there's no going back because then it would be a lot. It's a lot of work to get there. You're not going to do a lot of work to fall back into those old unhealthy habits once you've done the reprogramming. So transformation is truly moving forward no going back, no more wagons to get on and fall off of, um, no more roller coasters. That's to me what a, a transformational coach does. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. That's why a lot of the time when I express myself as vegan, I don't call it a diet. I call it a lifestyle change. It is. Be- yeah. Because for me, it's not a temporary fix. I'm not trying to patch something, you know, for now, try to lose weight or try to gain weight. Or yep. trying to look, you know, I'm not trying that instant gratification. My, my my mission is other than that. That's why I really don't don't try to call it or don't call it a diet. Uh, and I know there's a very um, popular term now called plant based diet, 
Uh, but me as a personally, when I call myself a vegan, uh, I call it a, a, a I, for me it means a lifestyle change from the clothes I wear to to to, um, to the food I eat um, to the way I, I see animals and the way I try to help the environment. So it's, it's a combination of things that I put into one bucket. That's why I, I, you hardly hear me saying saying the word uh, um, a diet because of that reason. Yeah. Because I, it, to me, it sounds like a like a quick fix and, and we're not looking for quick fixes here. Exactly. Exactly. And let me ask you, do you, what um, kind of coaching do you do? Are you, do you do one-on-one? Do you have a coaching program? How do you do it? Yeah. Thank you. That's a good question. So right now uh, I'm working on one-on-one coaches and I, one-on-one coaching, I developed a program uh, that is actually a, a, a way of helping people transition from vegetarian to vegan. So it, it, actually the program doesn't, it's called uh, How to Quit Dairy, uh, Dairy and Ants, you know, and live a, a plant-based or a, a vegan lifestyle um, happily. <laughs> so uh, I help people in that transition. That cheese gets those vegetarians, huh? No, right. they always, <laughs> this is, they, they can deal with cheese. And, um, and yeah, and, and it seems to be a big thing also as well. And, and, and the program I developed in, in, in Spanish and English is I'm bilingual. So I'm trying to help people in those two space. And, uh, and yeah, and then do one-on-one coaching. So, so that's one of the things that I'm helping. And in the fitness aspect, um, I don't necessarily help people in that aspect, even though I'm into fitness. Uh, but I do uh, have a team that we could uh, potentially help. Or referred to is is needed to. I do have the knowledge in that sense. Uh, I won a pro car as a as a vegan bodybuilder last year. So actually, I'm training for I'm training for my competition September 26th. Of, I mean, Amazing. couple weeks. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. So that will be my pro debut. So congratulations. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you. So yeah, so we're trying to. The whole reason is how can I promote veganism from all different aspects, different angles, right? So using fitness and, and brings a lot of awareness because you know how people think that vegans are scrawny and we're not strong enough, but we don't even know protein or all these all these terms that comes around, all these troll terms that comes all the time. So we, we're trying to be able to create some awareness in some way or another for some folks it works being an activist, uh, for others it works to you know to to do the fitness aspect, which is also can be taken as an activism. So anywhere or form, I think as long as we continue making strive and making move and helping the movement, uh, bringing more people on board, I think it's better overall for you know the health, health planet and animals as well. So agreed. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Right. So um, I wanna wanna ask you about disordered eating. Um, you seem to have. Some knowledge and some experience in this in this um, field. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Um, what's your what's your background on it? And do you have any tips or anyone that's dealing with this? Uh, can you repeat that one more time? Yeah, disordered eating. Mm. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about it and uh, some of your background on that? Any any tips for anyone that is currently dealing with that? What can they do? Yes, absolutely. So by disordered eating, I, I'm talking about mostly that cycle of self-sabotage. Of So many people and maybe everyone, almost everyone can relate to some degree. Uh, you know basically what you need to eat or not eat, 
to be a healthy human being, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So when you know, and yet you still choose the things that uh, you know are not going to serve you or are not in line with what you care about, uh, then that's, that gets into disordered. And I, I know because I was there for many, many years, um, I would binge at night um, and eat really, really strict during the day. And so I never gained weight. I actually would stay very, very thin, but I was very unhealthy um, mentally and emotionally. So until I got good with me inside me uh, and really learned to love and accept and respect myself uh, for who I am, no matter what I look like, um, and to know my worth is not based on the shape of my body, that's that's the direction we had to go. Uh, and that's where a lot of people are uh, stuck is that there's a lot of shame that needs to be uh, discovered, to be identified and, and let out. Uh, so vulnerability and being able to have a safe space to, to share the thoughts that we're ashamed of having about ourselves, that's so important. And that's why uh, group coaching is so powerful in that regard is because it's it's important for us to be able to uh, to talk about it and say, yeah, when I look in the mirror, I tell myself I'm disgusting. Mm-hmm. And I, I was, I suffered from body dysmorphia as well. So I saw fat that wasn't there. So also knowing that happiness is not on the other side of, of weight loss, you know, no matter what, what you look like, um, happiness is not on the other side of getting rich, you know, all of the things, but also on the other side of weight loss, because most people, that's what they're trying to do. Um, a lot of men are trying to bit, get bigger as well. The, I usually work with women, so I talk up more about the weight loss aspect. But when you start to understand that, hey, happiness isn't over there, and you're not going to get weight loss um, until you get good in here. So by becoming um, healthy emotionally and, and mentally and starting to love and respect yourself, just as you are right now, I call that a prerequisite for transforming, for changing uh, over the long term. Yeah, that's a really good point. I actually wanted to to mention something to you now that you mentioned men and women. Uh, you know, especially for me, so on my off season uh, for, I know you understand this term from the bodybuilding world, but for folks that don't understand, off season is when we are not training for a show, okay? So just gonna put that out there so, um, so then they understand the term. On my off season, I probably weigh out around 230 to 40 um, pounds. But when I'm cutting for a show on my season, um, I get down about 205, 200 pounds. And people always tell me, I don't like the way you look this way. And, and, I, and I laugh because I'm like, I actually look the best because you can see all my, all my muscles, the definitions, but it, honestly, I'm not even doing it for you. It, this is this is this is how the sport goes, right? And do you think sometimes when people make comments like that, is their own insecurity on their end, or that they just reflecting that towards that comment, that or, or is it actually, I mean, something in within them? Because I sometimes don't understand why would somebody would say I don't like the way you look this way, when that the look that I have should be my. So it's what I care. It's what I like. It's, it's my opinion, not necessarily their opinion. Do you think that's that's an insecurity issue? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, okay. I do. 
short answer. Uh, but no, I, I, I have, you know, Facebook ads and I have, you know, my business page and everything. And I mean, people are just cruel. I mean, they'll find something wrong with you. Oh, she's got man arms or, you know, whatever it is, they find something wrong with you. And, and yes, we've got to get to that place where it's like, okay, I don't, I don't care what you think. I don't care if you think I look good or if you think I look bad or like a man or whatever you want to say, um, because it's not about you. And I think when we, when we can claim that and say, Hey, I want to be, I want to have the body I feel comfortable in that I feel proud of that, um, gives me energy. Uh, when we can get to that place and say, don't, don't, you know what, don't even talk about me one way or the other, Mm -hmm. just leave your comments to me. I prefer people leave their comments about our looks to themselves because it's all an opinion. And a lot of it is built on media that we've grown up with and, you know, thinking you have to be anorexic to, for women, women to look beautiful. And, you know, guys are supposed to look, you know, manly or whatever. It's just like either way, good or bad. I prefer people just don't, don't talk about my looks. Cause I don't, it doesn't really matter what you think. You know what I mean? It just doesn't matter. And yeah. So I, I, I think it goes both ways. It's in terms of really valuing somebody for who they are. I think that's where we're missing that a lot. That's true. That's true. So um, if you had to, if you had to give us like a couple of tips uh, for anyone that is dealing with, you know, those having problems getting to that emotional stage or that mindset, you know, what, what, where, where do they start? What would you give them and tell them? Yeah. So the first step, uh, and this is what we're doing right now. I just opened up our vegan life coach Academy and our, my, our, uh, mindset theme of the month is approaching yourself with curiosity and compassion. Mm. So that's for me, that's the first step is to, first of all, become the observer mm-hmm. of your mind to be able to take a step back and, and see yourself kind of from an outside perspective instead of with ridicule and judgment, which is usually the first place we go, to approach with curiosity and compassion for yourself. Uh, So many of the women I work with, they say things to themselves that they would never dream of saying to another human being, right? And so until, and it's so automatic at this point, it's so programmed um, that we've got to take a step back and we've got to pause and and acknowledge what we're saying to ourselves and work uh, every day, uh, whether that be with mantras, affirmations, um, putting sticky notes everywhere with the, you know, I am, I am beautiful just as I am. And it sounds kind of silly and, but it's important. It's really, really important until we start um, loving who we are. Nothing's going to change. Not, not in the long term, and we're not going to find find joy. We're not going to find our happiness. We're not going to be able to then turn around and influence others in the way that is meaningful. So we want to go beyond just a, a happy life. I think most people want a meaningful life, a, a life filled with with purpose and passion. Um, I think everybody's longing for that. And until we get out of our own way, until we get out of our own heads, where we're really stuck on, you know, what's wrong with us. We can't, we can't share that with the world. We can't be, uh, we can't be influential. 
to other people and make a make a positive impact on the world in the way that we're we're actually capable of. So I think there's that big picture that we've got to look with look at and healing the world has to start with healing ourselves. And that's that's the way I teach it. That's beautiful. So is this part of your program for the um, sexy fit vegan? So tell us a little yeah. bit about your your your, your program yes. and your company actually. Yeah, so the company Sexy Fit Vegan I was founded in 2013, and we've been running some uh, coaching programs along the way. Right now, we just our our new thing is a, a the Vegan Life Coach Academy. It's a membership program, so we have mindset um, work that we do. We have go at your own pace learning. We learn how to eat intuitively. We learn how to get in tune with our bodies. Um, at the same time, we work on fitness and yoga. We have live streaming classes. We've got recorded classes in the vault that you can access all the time. We have an amazing group of people that are just so wonderful, so supportive, so ready to make, make a difference in each other's lives as well. Uh, we have group coaching on mindset. We have Q&A sessions every week. It's I don't know how to do things small, Roger. <laughs> I don't know how to do things small. So my, my, my intent with this was to do something that everyone can can afford that's very you know i've I've done more um more intense more significant investment type programs up until now Uh, but i wanted something that that anybody who was committed could could join Um, so that's that was the goal with the vegan life coach academy so we will be opening that up for new members again in in a month and a half or so um, and then we will, I will have an intensive, another intensive program coming up this fall. That's going to be very involved in terms of, um, fitness training, individualized meal planning, uh, fit, fitness planning, group, small group, personal training online, uh, mindset work, group coaching, emotional eating, working on all of those things in a more intense way. So we've got both those things, um, to kind of accommodate people where you're at, depending on on where you are on your journey. And we've got vegans. We've got people that are vegan curious, just starting their journey. We've got people with vegan recipe blogs. Um, that's the other thing we do. We put all our recipes together every quarter and make a little ebook for everybody. We have tons of awesome um, recipes that we share every week as well. So it's just a, it's just a beautiful community. Um, and, and then I also run a free Facebook group as well. So I try to put out lots of free content and resources uh, but, you know, when we're trying to put it all together, it's important to have some structure and it's important to make an investment because that investment uh, money is is a form of energy. Right. It, it represents uh, a level of commitment. And I think a lot of people will go for let me find the next free thing. Let me find the next free thing, which is which is fine. Um, but if we're you know, if we're really looking to make uh, progress and see that to find one thing that we can invest in, invest in ourselves. Um, and it's, it's tough and it's tough with, with COVID and a lot of people are very, are out of work or, or out of work or worried about being out of work. So there's a lot of fear, a lot of scarcity uh, around right now, which makes it, makes it challenging. But I think it is important to nonetheless get in that abundant mindset and, and make some choices from a place of abundance so that you can invite that abundance back into your life because the energy we put out really is the energy we get back. Um, so that's, that's, 
that's where we're going with that. I'm trying to give lots of free resources. Um, also my podcast, lots of learning on the podcast. We're going to have you as a guest coming up. Um, but also we, we, Stephanie is my partner. She's uh, a former therapist. She's a phenomenal coach. And uh, so we run that together. So our kind of base philosophies on the, the mental stuff is, is there as well to help people. And uh, so it's exciting stuff. It's beautiful. And you know, it's interesting because people might find cars and material thing has an investment, but when it comes to their own personal health, mind, body, the whole package, they, they don't really, oh, let me buy the, you know, the cheapest food or, and I understand the economics of it. Not everybody necessarily has the finance to it, but if you do, and if you truly, truly wants to make an impact in your work, health start from your body and start from your minds and all those tangibles and you have to start working those things. So how really truly you want to make that change, you have that impact in your life if you are hesitant about investing on yeah. something like this, right? So it's so true. It's so true. And I hear I can't afford it. Um especially on a on a very low price. Um I have to wonder, you know, what else they're getting because this costs this the same as a half a cup of coffee a day. Right. And you think about, you know, buying one cup of coffee a day, not thinking about twice about it. Now, half of that cup of coffee could go towards literally changing the rest of your life, changing your health. And you think about what's down the road. It's just it's it's unfortunate that a lot of times people have to get sick first before then they'll find a way you, you find a way if you're sick. Right. If you are if you're sick and you know that everything's on the line, you will find a way. If we could just dial that back to prevention so we don't have to get to that point of being sick, um, every, everything would change. So mm -hmm. I, I think it really is important to, it's kind of that teenage mentality, right? When you're a teenager, like being old is so far away and <laughs> I'm immune to getting in an accident, right? You know, I'm thinking about, you know, turning 40 this year, thinking back, oh my gosh, 40 year olds were so old, you know, <laughs> back in the day, I'm like, oh, that's so far away. And it just sneaks up on you. Um, but you also think you're invincible and that you're not going to get sick or get in an accident. Um, so I, we carry some of that through because, because people are still waiting to get sick before they'll take action and then right. before they'll go extreme. Right. And, <laughs> What's extreme is is eating the crap that's going to give you heart disease and kill you. Right. I mean, that to me is extreme. What's eating healthy fruits and vegetables and living a really long, healthy life? That sounds like pretty pretty awesome to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then you you right? then you get turned to be forty and look like you. Uh, you know, I'm forty one by the way. So <laughs> you're forty one. So you're we're in the in the forty club together. <laughs> Uh, the other day, somebody told me, like, oh, you look like you're 32. I'm like, I don't know if I would take that as a compliment or saying so. Yeah, no, I was going to, I thought the thought for sure I was older than you. Really? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to turn 42 in um, December. So, yeah, no. no, no, no. Awesome. 40s are, fun, are, are really good. I was going to curse. Okay. I mean, I'm happier healthier, stronger than I've ever been in my entire life okay. now at 40 years old. My, I've, my six pack has came back. Like one of the things that I, I talk about is that 
you know, I had very strong lean body for so long, but I was miserable and I was counting and I was restricting and I was worrying. And if I knew I was going to go out to the restaurant and eat bread because I couldn't resist the bread with the olive oil and, you know, at the, at the nice restaurants, I would like not eat for two days. I mean, I, you know, crazy stuff. And it was very stressful, you know, thinking about that and then, Oh, am I going to eat too much bread? I mean, it was very disordered. And I'm not afraid to talk about it anymore. I'm Mm -hmm. fine to say that I could eat an entire jar of peanut butter in one sitting. Um, You know, that was, and I hid it for a very long time because I wanted to be the shining example of a healthy fit vegan for Mm -hmm. people that um, didn't think it was possible. So I thought if they knew I had any problems, they would blame the vegan part, you know, because people would, I mean, and they would, they'd be like, oh, you have a cold? Yes. That's gotta be because you're vegan. Those vegans are so, so sick. They're so scrawny and sickly. Um, so yeah, so there was that mindset of, Oh man, if I'm not perfect, um, I'm not going to help animals. So it, it kept me in that pattern a long time until I finally couldn't, couldn't do it anymore. Started to connect with, with who I was. And, um, and shared it to the world. And that was like the biggest weight lifted off when I did that. And I started connecting with other people much better too, because people are like, you can't be perfect. What's going on? You know, I can't relate to you. (laughs) Yes. I am the farthest thing from perfect, but I'm, I'm really happy. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly imperfect. We all are. Right. That's right. That's right. So when the sooner we can embrace that and just throw it out there and, you know, people, if they want to talk, they, they talk, you know, find, find your people, find your people that, that are going to be there for you and, and, you know, love you unconditionally, but you got to start with loving yourself unconditionally. True. That's, that's the one thing that I, I really, I really like and love about the vegan community, that especially the ones that I have met, it's always been so welcoming. I'm not saying that vegans are not welcome to other non-vegans. Yeah. Uh, however, we have a special bond when you're vegan. So, yes, uh, I, it's just been it's just been a great great experience. And I'm, I'm sure that I'm not saying that you're gonna get along with every single person in the world, but that's okay. nothing to do with being vegan because you're not getting along with some other folks either. So it's just, that's not a it's not a vegan thing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's and that reminds me, you know, when people say, "Oh, I tried a vegan burger once. It was disgusting." Like you tried one vegan burger once and it was disgusting. So vegan food is, is awful. It's horrible, I'm like, yeah. you had anything not vegan. That's not great either. Like, oh yeah. Like 500 things. Okay. It just doesn't like, it doesn't, it doesn't quite make sense. Yeah. So we gotta, you know, okay. Try, try a different vegan burger. There's, there's how many vegan burgers out there or, you know, how many brands of, of almond milk or oat milk or flax milk. There's so many, you don't like one, try another. There yeah. it's yeah. I, I totally agree. It's the same way. Like it's so many people always have an excuse like, Oh, well plants have feelings. So why should you be eating plants? And so I was like, all right, was you so concerned about the plant? Why you don't eat fruits then? And then at that point, they don't have nothing else to say to me. Like, so you always find an excuse for everything. And going back to the example you were talking about when getting sick, I remember when I started it, um, the first, the, cause I went, like I was saying, I went, I went vegan, cold turkey, no pun intended, right? So right, right. they had that, I went vegan. 
And when that happened, <clears throat> so I wasn't, I wasn't eating at all. I was like, I'm not going to eat because this is not vegan. So, but honestly, it was because I didn't have enough information. Yeah. Now, the good thing is that this, we set the, the way for everyone that is now trying to um, get into this lifestyle. Like you, you have 25 years of experience and a lot of other experiences in your life that you can put it on programs and, and, and put it in systems and, and do coaching classes and all these things to help others not go through the same things we went. So, so, um, so when I, when I went vegan, I remember I was getting sick because I wasn't eating at all. So the first thing people were saying is like, oh, it's because you didn't have meat. I'm like, no, I don't think it's yep. because of that. It's like, if I'm not eating at all, my body's like, what's going on, dude? Like you went from eating to not eating. That's, that's not good for me. So you have to feed your body the nutrients that your body needs to be able to be sustainable. So it's just a matter of being informed. Where can people find your programs and find you? Tell us a little bit about your social networks. Oh, or your your medias. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sexyfitvegan.com will kind of take you to, to everything. I'm sexyfitvegan on Instagram. Um, and then we have uh, Vegan Life Coach Academy as well. We have the, the website for that. But you can find that. Everything sexyfitvegan.com and sexyfitvegan on, on Facebook as well. And the podcast, Sexy Fit Vegan. Oh, yes. And the podcast, you can get to that from Sexy Fit Vegan as well. And the podcast is actually called uh, the Vegan Life Coach Podcast. And when does the episode come out? It comes out every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Yeah. Great, great. So, Ella, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, You are doing amazing things. And we're going to continue to encourage you to keep doing those things. Uh, you all, you got me as a friend. Is there anything you need that I can help you with? I'm here for you. And yeah, it's been great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Roger. I really appreciate it. Gracias por escuchar Latino y Vegano. Un show donde se habla todo lo relacionado sobre el veganismo entre la comunidad latina. No olviden suscribirse a este podcast, seguirnos en Instagram, Facebook, YouTube y a visitarnos en latinoyvegano.com. Vegano.com.com. Punto com. Punto com.